California Ted, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, brother? Well, better for hearing your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. I, I, I just want to, first of all, uh, give thanks to God um, and to you for allowing me this time to share with your loyal followers and, and uh, listeners um, this, this message of, of hope. Because it's not just about us Choctaw slave descendants, the subject beneficiaries of this incredible law, executive order that uh, President Lincoln uh, uh, bequeathed to us, but it's really actually it's about your 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 followers, your your listeners. Um, I presume a lot of your listeners out there are Caucasian, white, or let me say in a better way immigrants, uh, people who came to America willingly, dating all the way back to pre-1776. Uh, these folks, um, their ancestors, and maybe some are, are listening who are first and second generation immigrants, but you know, they left their country because they felt that their country was lacking in the kind of freedoms and ideals that was um, shining forth from Lady Liberty from America. And they gave up everything. They gave the homeland, the blood in their own country, the fathers and mothers blood and they came here seeking that dream to be successful or fail and thank god most of you was, was successful you have built this i'm thinking now collectively generations all of you together as immigrant people you built a wonderful wonderful country that the world emulates as you can see people are coming here from around the world and even coming in here illegally basically invading our country for to be such a racist, evil country, why are they coming? Because you immigrants, you particularly immigrants from Europe and England, you guys made something wonderful here. And, 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 and I thank you for that on behalf of my people. But unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, C.L. Bryant and my ancestors, uh, they didn't, they didn't, didn't, we're not willing immigrants. We, we didn't come here willingly. We were, we were purchased, not captured by Europeans and whites and Christians and Jews and Americans, but we were purchased and brought here in chains against our will. We did not have the American dream as you had that dream because we didn't know what America was. We could frankly care less what it was. We was in pain. And and we became the Chattel slaves of the country and on our backs, our ancestors' backs, the immigrants built this incredibly wonderful nation without forced help, of course. But then Abraham Lincoln came and comes along and he makes a covenant President Abraham Lincoln, this white man, makes a covenant with uh, the God, the central figure of the Declaration of Independence, about this matter of um, American Africans being held in, in bondage like this. And he said, this is immoral. It's against you. It's bad. I, I need a victory, sir. Give me a victory, a military victory in this civil war here that we're having over these people. And this is a situation. And I, I will sign the Emancipation Proclamation, um, bringing an end the Choctaw slavery. And so indeed in September, uh, I think September 17th, I think it was, um, God did just that. Uh, uh, the, the, the federal troops stopped Robert E. Lee from invading uh, Amer uh, 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 Maryland through Fredericksburg at Antietam, and 23,000 young white boys uh, lost their lives after that day from both sides. But nonetheless, God gave Lincoln that victory that he was looking for, and uh, Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation uh, advisory on September 22nd, gave the Southern Confederate States an opportunity to come back to the Union. They did not. So on January the 1st, January 1st, New Year's Day, 1863, 
what what is a, 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 a law, federal law that is tantamount to the Declaration of Independence, the Emancipation Proclamation, which led to the end of this horrible, horrible nightmare of Chattel slavery. And for 161 years, we as a nation have never acknowledged that as a, as a, a real significant thing to all of you who participated with Lincoln in writing that, uh, uh, that, that law for us. And, and we passed Juneteenth. We passed MLK Day, both of which are, you know, we respect that, but those are basically uh, party times. And all the other 11 national holidays are basically uh, dealing with occasions and solemn assemblies. However, this one is actually based on law, as is the, the, the Declaration of Independence. And this January 1st, this next Monday, they're going to, we've already have it um, registered with the National uh, Day Archive, so that's settled forever we're going to do that. But we really need this to be legislated by Congress into law as an actual federal national holiday on New Year's Day. That way, we don't have to pay taxes for our workers not coming to work because we're already celebrating. And that was the idea of Lincoln, that every year, along with partying and drinking about our lives and prosperity, we also commit ourselves to to continue this march of freedom, not just for so-called black people, but freedom for all of America. This is our greatest moral cause. 740,000 innocent young white boys and men, along with 38,000 young black boys and men, and black men as such, and Lincoln gave their lives over this matter. And that is our moral cause. That is the reason why we willed the Constitution with impunity at our borders. That's why we willed the, the, willed the, the, the sword of the Constitution with people who are here flying flags of another country calling for the devastation of our nation built on the back of Chattel slaves and that of our ally Israel. So that's what this day is about, to bring America together in such a way that it has never been done before. And one last final point, Congress right now, we have never seen Congress as divided as it has been since the Civil War days. And it was the same two parties, Republicans and Democrats, fighting over us black folks. I believe that we get a Congress member to bring this to the to, to this Republican Congress as it is their law, and I believe it should pass to the judiciary, onto the floor, and be voted unanimously by all parties. Who can deny such a great national holiday that Abraham Lincoln bequeathed to us? And that's all I got to say right now. So, yo, Brian, thank you very much, sir. Well, you're quite welcome with that, uh, uh, for, uh, uh, Ted, because, you know, uh, the Speaker of the House, in fact, I'm, I'm, I will on your, on your behalf over the weekend uh, uh, leave a message for uh, Mike, Mike Johnson, a, a dear, dear friend of mine. Uh, he and I are from the sister cities, Shreveport and Bossier City, Louisiana. And, uh, in fact, uh, Mike's uh, very first trip to uh, the Congress uh, helped him get there. And so I, I certainly will, will trumpet this for you, and I wanted everyone to hear it for themselves, uh, what was going on from someone who is, in fact, dynamic enough to push something like this forward. Ted, I, I am so uh, uh, proud of what you, what you do. <coughs> pardon me, pardon me, your work. 
uh, as well. Live radio, folks. I'm sorry I wasn't able to hit the kill button uh, soon enough. But um, <laughs> this is this is one thing that I um, really want to ask you. And, and and Americans, hear me. Listen, listen, listen to the question, and, and I want you to hear uh, Ted in response. So the emancip the day of emancipation. Uh, what I glean from from what you said so eloquently uh, there, there, Ted. So the Emancipation Day, the, the proclamation that Lincoln signed, even though uh, it, it did free uh, the chattel slaves, uh, those of us held in bondage, as you said, our ancestors who came to these shores. But it was actually a day of liberation for the American psyche. It, it, it seems as though the government itself said this has to stop. Do Americans understand the true importance of what was done? You know, it's lost in the color line. It's lost in color. But it, it, it is a very broad brush that that emancipation did stroke on the day that Lincoln signed it. Talk to us a little bit more about that, Ted. Yeah, yes, sir. Thank you. Um, um, the Emancipation Proclamation, as Lincoln himself said, and as Martin Luther King said, and I have a dream, go read it, because he opened I Have a Dream with this whole message of the Emancipation Proclamation. And what Martin Luther King said to black folks at that time, Negroes, as he called us, he said that don't be uh, 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 too suspicious of all white people. He said, because many of our white brothers and sisters who are here with us today have come to understand what Lincoln understood, that their freedom and their liberty is intricately interconnected with our freedom and our liberty. So we must work together with our white brothers and sisters. But unfortunately, when King was, a, you know, when, when God took him from us and, and brought him into heaven, uh, unfortunately, there was a vacuum left by which certain characters in the black community who began to play the skin color matter, and they played on what became white guilt. And, and, and what they recognized was not white guilt. They recognized in white people of America a conviction that Abraham Lincoln had, that here was this wonderful black man who emulated Abraham Lincoln. He was killed unnecessarily. And, and that's, that's wrong. How can we end this cycle? And, of course, being not not having the proper understanding of all of this, our, our, our innocent white brothers and sisters fell into the white guilt complex. And it was piled on and piled on until we have what we have today. Because our white brothers do not appreciate who they are in the whole scheme of things. They have been beaten into positions where it is, it is, you say about us, we're wrong because we're black. <laughs> they're wrong because they're white. And they have forgotten that 740,000 innocent young white boys and men shot and killed each other over us and that freedom, that America white America, immigrant America, had to have a clear conscience that they had done everything according to the Declaration of Independence about the gift of freedom that God, the central figure, had bestowed upon all human beings. Amen to that. Let me ask you this, Ted. Let me ask you this, Ted. Let me ask you this. When we talk about that era where, where King was killed, 1968, uh, you had two fallen um, leaders uh, downed, and that was King and Bobby Kennedy. And yes, it, all, it, one it, uh, all in one year, King uh, in April and, and Kennedy in June, and uh, just a few months apart. 
And I often wonder, Ted, uh, these two men had contained in their uh, um, movement in their in their Kennedy was running for president and had just won the cal- the the, uh, the uh, ballot there in California, uh, the primary in California, and King had been killed a couple of um, months ag- earlier, uh, just uh, having uh, been in Memphis uh, there to help people, as you're saying, uh, climb on up uh, the the ladder. Both of them had a social vision that today would be considered a conservative social vision. That is everyone pitch in, do your part uh, and and, and achieve and, and grasp the American dream. Both of them killed about the same time. You know, Ted, a lot of times I talk about a design, a nefarious design that uh, has that does exist here today. But that just didn't start. There was a purpose in my estimation of removing King and Kennedy off of the landscape at that point in time, or America could have taken a different direction. How say you on that? Talk to us about it. You know, I've done a lot of <laughs> meditating and, and prayer with God on that very point because I'm a pretty visible guy and I'm pretty controversial. And there are people who despise me and would like to see me eliminated. And I think there's people, you know, I won't go too far into this. But one of the things I learned about the 60s, my, my big brothers from then, um, I'm, I'm one of the descendants of the 60s, survivors, they had a propensity to be very um, articulate, um, uh, very uh, passionate about how they criticized America. They were good at it, all three of them, Malcolm, Bob Kennedy, and, and and Martin Luther King. They were very good at that. And people being ignorant and don't research and study, they went more, more than the intellectual of understanding of what was going on in America, they went for the emotional. And someone said that the pen is mighty than the sword, but then somebody else said, yeah, but the spoken word is mighty than the pen. Why? Because most people are illiterate. So you play on the emotions. And what I learned uh, as an activist on homelessness, that you really cannot criticize anything unless you're able to provide an answer. And all the studies that I have researched that neither, you know, Bobby Kennedy really didn't know what to do about black folks. He really didn't. He just became hit to that in the early 60s. Uh, uh, Malcolm was very angry, but he was a young man. He, he, was, he was from the streets. He really didn't know. And Martin, he really didn't want to be an activist in the first place. He didn't understand. And, 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 but then he didn't understand black people. He understood, no, I'm sorry, he understood black people to a degree, but he did not understand poor black people. There's a whole different dynamic there. And so what I have learned, which is why I think I'm still here today, why God has allowed me to be here and nobody really wants to, at least not for the government, wants to do any harm to me, is because I, I am not criticizing them for the sake of criticism to get a following. I have presented actual <laughs> doable solutions to him. And he knows that. I've, I've been in the White House, been in all the White Houses with, with my issues on, the, on, on homelessness, even in the Biden White House. And, and they're stuck because they know I'm right, but they feel, well, you know, that's just Ted Hayes. He's a nice guy. But he has a big following, so we don't have to do what he says. <laughs> but he is right, and so so that's that's what a lot of it is, and that's why I stay the course of, of, of not just criticizing the power that be speaking truth to power, but learning who that power that I'm speaking truth to, and the amount of power by which that truth wants me to speak that power with. Uh, and it's an attitude thing, and I see that when Martin he didn't have answers, he was critical but had no answers. This is why he got duped 
and to the socialist movement, whereby we fell into welfare, which has destroyed our families, which has led to all this homelessness. And, uh, you know, so I have a different approach. And I believe that when especially young people, and I found out from uh, 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 education administ- uh, uh, administrators, they say that from, from kindergarten to, uh, to, to, to the collegiate universal level, we as black folks, so-called black folks, have a, a average fourth grade reading mentality. And somebody says, oh, that's horrible. No, not really. When you consider for so long, it was, we were outlawed to read. It wasn't just a lot of read. We now can read. So by, the, by this Emancipation Proclamation campaign to get it become a national holiday, what that does, as we, as we present to our young people, we're going to talk about power. You actually, if you read the Emancipation Proclamation, sentence two, section B, it says in there, I'm going to paraphrase, that we, the subject beneficiaries, have the authority to tell the president and the U.S. military what they can and cannot do according to any kind of any the way that we think that would benefit our freedom, whether they agree or disagree. Not because we are black, but because of the way in which our ancestors were brought into the country. We suffered 245 years of generational devastation, which we are still feeling the effects of today, and they realized. We have got to give these people a power that one day in a generation down in the future, when they're able to read and comprehend what's in this law, they will look into it like a mirror, see themselves, save the union, and save themselves and the union subsequently. And it will bring the nation. That was Lincoln's bequeath. That was their hope and their prayer to God that when America is at its worst time, that the people upon whose back this nation is built will be literate enough to look into the emancipation population. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Ted. So then can an American citizen truly understand our nation without understanding the Civil War? That, that, I, I, there's this movie that I really love with Denzel and uh, Morgan Freeman. It's called Glory. But, you know, uh, yes. Ted, I make food, I make movies and um, films. Uh, and, and so, uh, in fact, one was on Newsmax uh, that I was uh, executive producer on last night and was also one of the stars in it of uh, systematic deception. I was on uh, was on we were on last night. But I was thinking that um, a movie like Glory, you know, you couldn't even make that movie today because of the political correctness. Uh, it, it told the story of the Civil War. You very seldom. Uh, see, and that was the black soldier's participation in it and his pride in, in being uh, a soldier fighting for his own freedom. Ultimately, uh, that, that's what it became. And, but, but can Americans, Ted, my question to you is, can Americans truly understand our nation that is ours, it's certainly ours, without understanding the Civil War? No, sir. Americans or no one can truly understand America today without understanding the dynamics, at least the basics of the dynamics of the Civil War. Uh, and, and this is why our foreign uh, enemies have crept into our country. They began creeping into our country with that Eastern socialist philosophy back in the 1850s, just before the Civil War. And they followed right through, and they realized what was what was happening here in America, and they did everything they can, one, for, one to keep black folks illiterate until Dwight, Dwight David Eisenhower 
and how it changed that in the 1950s. And to keep Americans distracted from this wonderful, well, it's a sacred story, actually. It's, it's the greatest, you know, you know. And I told white folks this. I said, man, come on, y'all. Get your chins off your chest. Get your chest out. Get your shoulders up. Get your head up. Because nowhere can I find anywhere in the history of humanity where a race of people, a singular kind of people, went to war with itself over the sake of another people in their midst to bring about understanding and, and freedom. That's never been done. And, and, and so... so the, the enemies of our people, of our country, they want to keep that story out of the heart of our country because they know that if we ever understand why those white boys died out there. Some of them, and some of them, Ted, never saw a black person in their life. Yeah, I'm talking north and south. I gotta, I gotta acknowledge the southern boys. You know, I would say 98 percent of them cats didn't own no slaves, man. No, out there fighting for what they call their country. They were being loyal patriots, and I think that it's time that we stop knocking the south and knocking them white boys and that flag and so forth, and start embracing them. As Lincoln told us in his second inauguration, he said, "We must embrace the nation again." Yes. So, yeah, well, you, you, you can't understand America, and, and, and you cannot. You, look, for example, you got you got you got millions of people coming across the border. Many of them are are so called peoples of color, okay, and and even from Africa. And we say, oh my gosh, we can't, oh we can't put up a wall, we can't stop that. Those 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 are colored people. You know what? That's that white guilt talking. No, this is your country. This yeah. is your country, but because you don't, my, my white brothers, because you don't understand this moral rectitude that resides within you, you don't have the will to enforce your law for being afraid of being called, being called a racist. Exactly. One of the things that one of the patient population is going to do, CL, is I'm going to bring black folks in this country for once. We have always protested our white brothers for what they have done or haven't done or should be doing about us. And we call upon them to reform and change. My gosh, they have reformed and changed. That is amazing. But we need to, for one time in our country, have a movement all across this country, a march, a day, in which we black folks say to our white brothers, thank you, thank you, thank you. You gave us something we never would have got in Africa. Thank you. We never really officially thank you. As the, as the, uh, as the Italians, the Irish, they celebrate the same things. Uh, uh, you know, they celebrate uh, their, their Americanhood. Uh, I, some of my uh, friends um, who uh, from European extractions who fled poverty and so forth in Ireland, uh, you know, their parents, their grandparents did, fled, fled poverty in Ireland. They know that they could not have had the life they have in, in, in Ireland that they have in America. Uh, people coming from Nigeria, Ted, I mean today, who come to Nigeria take more advantage of the American dream than uh, you and I, our, our children and so forth, uh, take advantage of, of a place where we've been for 400 years. And, and uh, you know, it's just amazing uh, uh, the difference in their approach to America than ours. Has there been, my question is, has there been a poisoning uh, then of our uh, American mentality, a, a, a purposeful stifling? of uh, who we are and what we are in order to do what? What's the end game? What, 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 what's the purpose in it, Ted? Um, 
one is again the reason why Nigerian brothers are doing so well here because they have the American dream, uh, along with the Irish and the Italian. They they came winning me. That's the difference, you see. And the reason why we never was able to achieve that because, as King said, I have a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. Was that dream? He said he said that you American immigrants will rise up and live out the true meaning of your creed. Uh, you know, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. So so we, we've never, as a people, subsequently, never had that burning desire within us to experience what what y'all, what they call the American dream. Our dream is that America will live up to it. And so the way that would happen is when is when is when our American brothers and sisters, you know, the, the immigrant people, when when they begin to embrace who they are, that they began to um, 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 support this effort that they wrote. You got to remember something. We slave people did not write these laws. We did not write the Emancipation Proclamation. We did not write the 13th, 14th, 15th Amendment, the Civil Rights Act of 1866. You all wrote that collectively. And you wrote it, you know, yes, for us, but you really wrote it in your own interest, which is correct that you wrote it in your own interest. Why? Because as Lincoln said, we have to have good standing on the international stage. And so equality in America is, is when the when the Chattel slave people finally catch up with the white citizens and we stand shoulder to shoulder side by side on the world stage, then America can tell China, North Korea, Hamas, Hezbollah, all the rest of those Iran and cats out there and the cats on the border what they can and cannot do. Because why? Because we have brought our brothers up to equality with ourselves, not by skin color. This was not a skin color thing, but by but by experience and the federal laws that we bequeath to them that this nation may stand full as the founding fathers dreamed that it would be one day. Let's talk about uh, white guilt, uh, Ted. It seems the same people who played the uh, card on black folks also play that card on white folks. And that one card is making both uh, people, one, make them feel guilty, the other, make them feel oppressed by the people who are feeling guilty for something that they weren't alive to feel guilty for. It, it is it is, it is, amazing uh, 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 potion, uh, pixie dust, whatever you want to call it, that has been sprinkled upon the American psyche, and all of it is based on color and race. Ted, it's diabolical because you and I, uh, as scripture says, the leopard cannot change his spots. Well, you know, again, I, I, I lean it back to the um, the uh, socialists who began to invade the country. And they realized that um, we'll play on the weakest part of America, which is the wound. In 1930, the American Communist Party said that we will take down America eventually and we'll do it through the Negro. We'll play on slavery, we'll play on Jim Crow, we'll play on all these things. They said, you know, we'll, we'll go to a meeting, we don't, we do not teach, we do not uh, uh, promote uh, socialism, we don't tell them what we're about, we just go out there, march with them, hold up signs with them, we'd be out there in 1963, march with them, you know, the civil rights marches, and then I'll ask you, white man, what are you doing here? That's when we teach them socialism. See, that's how they got Martin Luther King. 
That's how they got it. See, and 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 so what's got to happen with the Emancipation Proclamation Day, as Lincoln wants us to do, is to renew our commitment to a free America, an emancipated America. We've got to become enlightened and, and educated on this matter. And I believe that, let's say uh, your congressman or whoever uh, gets this thing through. And we're, we're looking at having it done by the end of October 2024, the fastest in history, because it will bring, for, for, for one brief moment at least, it may be permanent, it'll bring both houses to, to together to take a, a, a deep breath as, as one united nation we want it to be done by, by the end of october because we want to do it in commemoration of the april 4th 1968 assassination of martin luther king and the april 14th 1965 assassination of abraham lincoln and so that kind of locks in the emotion of it and then the, the rest of the year we are always campaigning well what was what is this emancipation proclamation and it goes into the schools the elementary schools the colleges it becomes the national debate as it should have been 160 years ago, but because the subject beneficiaries of the law, of the federal law, we were illiterate. <laughs> we were not allowed to read. We, we, in those fields who did read, we didn't comprehend it. And on top of that, it wasn't God's timing. Because God, has, God, the central character of the Declaration of Independence, apparently what he's done is he's allowed America to stumble forward with this great so-called race wound to where we're about to die, we're about to, we're fatal. It's, it's, it could be fatal to, to the point to where we're about to lose the Union, and lo and behold, the very people for which the Union was divided over 161 years ago, those people have awakened to their to 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 their place in the story and they're rising up not in anger not in resentment but in healing reconciliation between the people of willing immigrant heritage and the people of chattel slave heritage to be one united america this is what the this is see o'brien yeah. folks especially out there listening <laughs> i believe that this is what our ancestors well, they were in chains out in the woods, praying, and in the, and in the prayer houses. They were praying, oh, God, please send us a generation that will one day experience the full freedom that we are now suffering. Wow, wow, wow. Well, and you know, Ted, when I think about uh, the price that uh, was paid for you and I to even talk over these airwaves, because that was yes. not possible. Uh, you know, there, there, you have to you have to acknowledge the evolution that has been made in this nation. Yes, among white folks, among black folks as well. But uh, how can you deny the the that America is the, because of what you've just said? America is the greatest example of success the world has ever known. It's the greatest example of it, of human success that the world has ever known. Why then take that away? Why take that special uh, badge of, of valor and, and honor away from a nation, yes, who has its faults, has its uh, ne negative uh, uh, things that have occurred, but so do all families, all people have those things, and, and nations are made up of people. And so surely they're going to have their faults, they're going to have their fallacies and, 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 fall, and, and flaws. Uh, Ted, why try to take that away from the heart of those who have this birthright, our children? Why are they trying to rob that? Because this goes back to, you know, the founding fathers. You see, the founding fathers 
rebelled against what? The Antiquus Ordo Seclorium, the old order of the ages, strongman tyranny, strongman monarchies, um, because they believe uh, a monarchy, way to control the masses is through an iron fist because people refuse to get along with one another they're too different and they'll fight with each other but remember marshall tito as marshall tito ruled with an iron fist the balkan people they got it all fine as soon as tito died it fell apart but that's what they believe strong man tyranny and the founding fathers there to create an order a nordu or disciclorium a new order of human government and so the founding fathers started a revolution not just against england and the monarch of england but they started a revolution unprecedented in world history to take down all monarchies in the world that is the american cause and the american dream and so the socialists who are monarchs as well coming out of eastern europe because these czars these communist leaders the ggp and all these people these communists they are monarchs they're strong man tyranny and that attitude that evil spirit that spirit of darkness is against this new light that was brought into the world by the american founding fathers so the american founding fathers ladies and gentlemen excuse me they started this war they started the spiritual war against monarchy and if you are an american citizen according to the preamble of the united states of america the, the constitution you are in this war like it or not no, you didn't choose it. You have inherited this war. You have a solemn responsibility to carry out the rest of the revolution. The revolution never ended in 1789. The revolution continues. Yes. You see, that's what, we started this fight, y'all. Hey, man, go ahead and preach, Ted. I mean, you're preaching good, man. I don't know how many out there. You know, Ted, I be preaching real good sometime here. I know that I don't be getting many amens, but but hey, amen, Ted. You are preaching, brother. And uh, tell everybody, tell everybody how they can reach you, how to engage with you on this uh, uh, endeavor that you are, are on right now, this mission that you are on, and how to get them to uh, to come, get them to bring you to a place uh, where they are. Talk to us, Ted Hayes. Well, first of all, this this Monday, uh, uh, December, I'm sorry, this Monday, January 1st, New Year's Day, at 2 o'clock p.m., uh, a small gathering of us are going to be in downtown L.A. at a, a uh, Abraham Lincoln statue in uh, Plaza, and we're going to we're going to officially kick off the campaign that day. What you can do on on December thirty first, this Sunday night, when you go out to New Year's Eve party, tell your friends what's going on. Talk to them about this, and 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 when you take that drink, take a take a toast to Abraham Lincoln, and take a toast to yourselves for this freedom, and then. Come to my website. It's tedhayes.us. Tedhayes.us. You go there, and 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 I, I'm, I've got a lot of information. I've done a lot of deep study on this, and please educate yourself. Then get in touch with me. If you've got a congress member or a senator that you're close to, call them and say, look, I've got something that can bring some healing to the to the to Capitol Hill and to the nation, and you tell them what's going on. Ask them if they will maybe get in touch with CL to 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 verify that what I'm saying is true here, and and see if they will join and go ahead and begin to present this, and let's make it happen by the end of October. Okay, and and you can find my phone number. 
on there as well, the website. You want to call me and talk with me personally about this? I'm, I'm more than happy to, to do that. That's tedhayes.us. 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 Folks, you heard a lot of it here today, but I'm telling you, you have not heard the end of it, and you have not heard all of it. We covered a lot of ground, Ted. It's always good to be on with you, man. I want to wish you the happiest of New Year's to come, and may God grant you favor, and may he also give you the desire of your heart. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah, this is going to be the biggest uh, New Year's Day of my life because it's going to change my life and going to change a bunch of other folks' life. And um, yes, but thank you for allowing me this time to uh, share with you folks. Thank you very much. God bless you and keep you, man. Happy New Year.